0: Block Talk Radio. Say thank you to all a hundred children, Pinesia Sea Islands. Well, a hundred children do Pinesia Sea Islands and all around the world and things like that. This year, the Queen quit head from the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation, so glad that a hundred to tune in one more again to this year, Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station. This year, the way we to get uplifted to the living legacy and a pay ancestral homage. We're so glad if I had this one more evening, for we gather underneath this year, tree. All around the world where Hunter K Yeti, who we be, and we be Gullah Geechee, anointed people. So we're so glad to see Ninya that the family to gather one more again. Another July almost done done. That means we grind into the Gullah Geechee nation. Appreciation Week, that' going to be next week, and we going to have a special guest here for cracking teeth with we? and things like that. But when that week the start off, the first thing we do, that what we do for this year's program here yeah, every week. We want to dedicate to your ancestors then. So this year here, we want to dedicate this year to all of them who served in the 33rd U.S. Colored Troop. We want to dedicate this year to the 1st South Skakalaki Volunteer Regiment, African Regiment. We want to dedicate to all the men and the woman, what been served, serve, especially them what been did your partnership go to get your nation course when big shoot been a grind on over 150 years ago. So this evening let me take one moment of silence for your ancestors. Thank you, thank you. God rest his souls. Now this evening we bless up if I have one more opportunity for we crack we teeth or what to grind on this year, year, for the Go to Get Your Nation International Music and Movement Festival. Now, when we the grind through these year take every year, and we to plan for and take like a daddy. and we come up with a team for when we to gather together the about them, we study both what been to grind on and what we want for grind on. So this year, year, a reconstruction, reunion, and revival. But plenty of people might not understand tall talk. What well, some of this year about when it comes to the South Kakalaki Coast, where all of this year going to celebrate the Gullah Geechee Nation Appreciation. So that's why this evening, on the broadcast, we want to take the time out for crack we tea to leave it with 100 children about what reconstruction does. No. a plenty of people might yet that word before, but still not truly understand what it is when they yet it about them. So you know for this program, we try to make sure we take up not robbery, but make sure honour eye and yes the day wide open and thing like that and that most of all hunter to get understanding. So this evening we wanna crack we teeth, to leave wild, but this a word reconstruction and a different kind of way way mean so that Hunter can understand what reconstruction to be for we who be Galagichi. Now, so all the rest of the people around the world, the YetiDish program, can y'all stand with me to crack my teeth vote. Well, I'm going to switch over and speak like this. For my many, my 90,000 listeners of this program, I thank y'all for tuning in and for definitely sharing this broadcast since it started back in 2009. We thank you for supporting the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition that sponsors the broadcast every week. And you know you can find us at Gullah G-U-L-L-A-H-G-E-E-C-H-E-E dot N-E-T. And you can always send us email to gogeeco at AOL dot com, G-U-L-L- G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com Now it's interesting because as someone whose degrees are in computer science and mathematics but someone who has loved black history in particular all of my life it's always intriguing to me to go into general history, world history, U.S. history and uncover all the more the different aspects of things within our story that exists that he and she in the classroom didn't tell us when we were going to school. So I cannot truthfully say to you, as a graduate of schools in Beaufort County, South Carolina, that we fully got an appreciation for or a clear understanding of the complexities of the U.S. Civil War. We got the same type of of education or miseducation, depending on how you want to look at it, that most people who have gone to school in the American school system have gotten in regard to the U.S. Civil War. And it's been quite interesting to be a historian now, and to be amongst some of the greats who have studied history, that their degrees are actually in history, and they're great authors that are natives of South Carolina. And depending on which side their family fought on, or which side their family lived on, to be honest about it, during the time leading up to the U.S. Civil War and during the U.S. Civil War, tends to show in their writing tends to show in the way that they present the story because they want to make sure that their part of the story is also documented for future generations. So I don't fault anybody for sharing the stories as have been passed down through their family lineage. I don't fault them for the fact that there may be biases within their writing due to the fact that they are pulling on family legacy in terms of what the war was really about, who really won the war, and all these kind of things. And even, as you've heard us discuss in this program before, the way in which they may present certain things like the Emancipation Day celebration that we still do and what the Emancipation Proclamation really did and what it did not do. And so if you want to know more about that, I've done broadcasts about that, just as I've done broadcasts before about Reconstruction, the Freedmen's Bureau, the Freedmen's Bank, and what these were and what they were not, what they were supposed to be and what they actually were able to be, what they were actually able to encompass and accomplish for our people in particular. So it's interesting to now be at a point where for the Gullah Geechee Nation International Music and Movement Festival, we are celebrating reconstruction, reunion, and revival. Reconstruction, reunion, and revival. And so as you know, as regular listeners, I am the perpetual teacher as well as the perpetual student, and I like to give people clear understanding of what it is that I mean I don't like to leave a whole lot to your interpretation okay because that gets to be a bit dangerous and people will go out there and put out blogs nowadays and say this is what you said when that's not even what you had in your mind So I blog about my own shows, and there will be more and more blogs about previous episodes of this broadcast. But we wanted to focus mostly on our blog, which is com, on the things coming up and approaching for Gullah Nation Appreciation Week and the Gullah Nation International Music and Movement Festival, because during the summer, we know that many of you are away on vacations, you're doing other things in the summer with your homes and outdoors, which is great. So you're tuning into these shows later on. You're getting back to the vlogging later on, when you're inside, when it's cooler, and these kinds of things in the latter part of the year. So we know you'll read more at that time. You'll be online more. So we want to feed that information to you when we feel you are there, because we still believe it's critical for us to gain under an overstanding of the truth of what went on at these different times that we've talked about on this broadcast, especially over these past couple of months. But so here it is that within the context of talking once again about Reconstruction, one of the critical things that came to me was, well, even as you prepare to blog about it, but more than that, prepare to celebrate this term Reconstruction reunion, revival, we need to examine what the word means and maybe do a more thorough examination in the context of the South Carolina coast since that is primarily where Gullah Geisha Nation Appreciation Week is going to be celebrated this year so that people will have more of an appreciation if they'd been here two years ago and they were here for the Emancipation Proclamation 150th commemoration that we did at the Emancipation Oak in Fort Royal or you watched it on Gullah Geechee TV at Gullah, Gullah TV, or you went to YouTube and looked up our channel or if you'd been here to any of the other commemorations and lectures and film showings and documentary broadcasts that have happened over the last couple of years and now things kind of seem to have died down and now people have jumped the same way they did in the history classes in school from chattel enslavement, the war, to civil rights, because this is also the 50th anniversary since the 1964 Civil Rights Act. But once again on this broadcast, you've heard me talk about the Civil Rights Acts that happened during the Reconstruction Era in the United States. So you can go look that up on gogeechonation.com, and you can also just go back to our blog talk show here and tune in to the broadcast. But now, here it is that as we talk about these things, and like I say to some, they'll say, well, I thought all this stuff was over with because ain't nobody really doing anything about that right now, and civil war was already underway, and after emancipation, I mean, if I was free, right? No. First of all, Emancipation Proclamation didn't free everybody. Second off, the war continued until 1865. So if you live in any of the southern region where the battles continued to rage on, as they say, then you would realize, you would definitely realize that there's still more to discuss. We are not out of the U.S. Civil War period to even have entered into the Reconstruction period yet in terms of commemorations and examinations of our story along the South Carolina coast but much less the jump all the way from it to the Civil Rights Movement, which most people have eliminated from the history books and the documentaries, that South Carolina coast played a major part in the Civil Rights Movement. St. Helena Island, Johns Island, the city of Charleston were major players in terms of the gatherings, the meetings, the trainings, the education of people here, even before they went on to the Freedom Summer bus rides, the March on Washington, and the very announcement of the Poor People's Campaign being done here on St. Helena Island at Penn Center, which will be one of the sites that we are encouraging people to visit during Gullah Geechee Nation Appreciation Week. It is critical that we open our minds, open your heart, open your ears, but especially open your mind to the various things that go on and what people mean when they use the wording attached to it. So if we're in the midst of the Civil War period, you would say, well, why are you all already dealing with Reconstruction? Because technically, for Gullah Geechis, the Emancipation Proclamation applied to us. It applied to our ancestors. It applied to this region. So we started to be able to reconstruct our family structures even in the midst of war. That was by divine intervention. That was divine order. God so had it that we were able to get our families put back together even while the war had been going on because the children had some land and things for come back home and thing like that, Eddie. So let's look at the word reconstruction. It's defined as a noun the action or process of reconstructing or being reconstructed, a thing that has been built, rebuilt after being damaged or destroyed, an impression, model, or reenactment of a past event formed from the available evidence, and, of course, what I've been talking about. Reconstruction is also the period from 1865 to 1877 in the United States following the U.S. Civil War, during which the states of the Confederacy were controlled by the federal government and social legislation, and then new rights were granted for people of African descent. So when we look at this, let's do an examination from our perspective as Gullah when we talk about Reconstruction. Let's go with, the impression, model, or reenactment of a past event formed from the available evidence. Well, at our Gullah Geechee Nation International Music and Movement Festival, there will be reenactors there. There will actually be people who will model and hopefully leave upon your spirit an impression of what took place 150 years ago at this time. A year after the Emancipation Proclamation was read and a year before these men lay down their guns and say the war is over? What was going on in people's minds? How did African people who had been considered chattel now become the owners of the very plantation land on which they had been enslaved? What was happening as family members who had been sold off, away from their people, return to the sea islands to find their people in the same places. But this time, instead of picking cotton and indigo and, and, and things, they've been around there to harvest rice for your own self. Then they get teared and teed on the ground for your own self. Then a the villa the house and thing. So imagine what we are going to be able to reenact for you out of what our ancestors left behind as past evidence as available to us to put back together to tell our story. And our story is a critical one when you look at the examination of black history in America because over 40% of all Africans enslaved in North America came through Sullivan's Island here in the Gullah Geechee Nation. Interestingly enough for me, the people that I met even in college the people that I met when I had in my company continuously operating in New York City, the people that became my inner circle. As we started to get to know more and more about our family backgrounds, these folks all had island histories if they were from the Caribbean or off the coast of Africa, Cape Verdean Islands. The others were folks who would tell me, I said, well, where are where you from? Oh, they just say right there in New York someplace. And then as time would go on and I meet their parents or I start to talk with them, come to find out they're people from South Carolina. Here we go. They start doing genealogical research. They're people up the road from me. So here it is that when we start to talk about black history in America, we should never skip this period of Reconstruction. Build, people were able to bring back together what the second definition said, a thing that had to be rebuilt after having been damaged or destroyed. Their very communities were, of course, damaged and destroyed when people were kidnapped from the motherland. But after a generation or two in enslavement, people weren't being brought necessarily from the motherland now as much as they were also being bred right here and developing families that had all been born on these sea islands. And now here comes the war, which is now causing everything from rape, pillage, and burnings to go on in some areas to people just scattering, all right, in the midst of it all and passing dead bodies laying on the ground, seeing the labor that they themselves, as African people, built be burnt down because. These were the big houses. They couldn't live in them, but they built them. And some lived in them as the servants. Now, here it is that all this is being torn down, but that has little value. Because what really had to be rebuilt, what the attempt was, was to destroy the African family, the black family, or at that time, the Negro family. And now to pull this back together in the midst of a war and to pull it back together when the war ends, when you don't actually have money, you don't have this, but you got money with it and things like that. But with your family, you could do it all. You could have anything you needed, anything you wanted with God and your family. Work together chill. So here it is that... You're talking about, for Gullah this being a true time of rebuilding for them to heal from the damage and the destruction. And then we go to the first definition, the action or process of reconstructing or being reconstructed. Now, to reconstruct means you had to construct in the first place. So you had to build something. You had to put something in place. You had to pour a foundation of some kind to build upon, whether that was spiritually, intellectually, or physically. You had to pour a foundation, build upon that foundation, then now maintain this structure. So now... Someone tears that down, or it is damaged if not destroyed. You have to go into a process. You have to take action of examining and assessing how bad is the damage. Can it be rebuilt? Should it be rebuilt? Should it be built back on that same foundation, or do we need to pour another one and start from there? So after, from 1670, to 2000, there really hadn't been the real completion of the reconstruction. There have been plenty of different things constructed and then torn down and damaged for black people in America, and especially for Gullagichis, including the psychological damage and destruction that had happened to our people when being told that who hunted the cracky teeth like a dish of a cracky. So there were too many people of our own that were birthed. On these islands, the sea islands from Jacksonville, North Carolina to Jacksonville, Florida, and those birthed on the mainland areas that run up to the St. Johns River, 35 miles from the coast, that had come to believe that there was no value in being African. They had come to believe. They did not want to be called Goa. They had come to believe they should not be called Geechee. They had come to believe that there was
1: nothing
0: worthwhile in cracking the teeth like a dish. So they thought, because they'd been indoctrinated, they'd been trained, which was part of the damage and destruction, that they need leave it alone. But there was that remnant who looked around what our ancestors had already poured as a foundation, and they saw that all they needed to do was clear out the damage, remove it from the foundation, and rebuild, and they would again have a solid community, a solid place in which the family could come. And no, see, if safe inside and things like that, because the Madavena did and all these other kind of ones were vexed So now here it is. That 2,000, they gathered mass at a place where their ancestors would have gladly left had they had any opportunity to do so. Their ancestors had been chained there in the pestilence houses. And here, all these generations later, they march to this spot of their own volition to clear off that foundation and begin rebuilding, to make a new model, to leave an impression, not just on who was there that day, but on all of the generations yet to come. So here it is. That the Gullah Geechee Nation stands before the world, declares themselves a nation that God gave them permission to build, that God gave them the permission to stand for and stand up in and to stand solid on the foundation. And so here it is that in Charleston County, South Cackalackay, where chattel enslavement all began, this is the same place that God then destined that here it is in 2014. We would go back there for reconstruction, reunion, and revival because there needs to be a regathering of the family. We need to reunite. And we need to revive those souls that weren't revived in 2000, that weren't fully cleansed of the ignorance that had destroyed their minds, that made them believe that they had no right to speak the way that they do, that they had no right to stand up for human rights, that they had no right to do anything but kowtow and be whoever the U.S. government told them to be as opposed to who God had destined them to be. So here it is, that August 1st. Second, we will be in Charleston County, South Kakalaki, this year. The first day, gathering for our launch of the Gullah Geechee Nation International Music and Movement Festival. The second day being the Gullah Geechee Reunion Day, right at the Charleston Harbor. Blessing the souls of our ancestors, because it is their energy it is their power it is what was left in us from their dna that gave us the mind for freedom the mind to think back and recall what was there before and to find the sacred ground on which to rebuild to construct again the family these same lands these same grounds that many will gather from uh, some of the same lands and same grounds that the Reconstruction needed to take place on. But even in the midst of Reconstruction going on, there were race riots, there was violence, there were attacks to try to pull us back into enslavement. This is one of the reasons that we will show this year Wilmington on Fire that tells the story of the true harassment our people endured the terrorism against Gullah Geechee people in the city of Wilmington, North Carolina, and how their businesses, their churches, their institutions that they constructed and reconstructed were torn down. And more than that, how many of the mentalities got destroyed to the point where this generation is afraid to gather when you call together Gullah Geechies. They don't even know who they are. Say that's somebody else down there in South Carolina. That's them people over yonder. My grandmama was one of them, but I'm not. That kind of thing. So here it is that not only in Wilmington did we have such a horrific event that we called the Wilmington Race Riot and the Wilmington Massacre to take place, but even Monday, October the 16th, 1876, Right near Charleston, there's a place named Cane Hoy. And many of you lately have been keeping up with the Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook fan page and our Twitter feed, at Gullah Geechee. You've noticed when we posted different things about the destruction coming to Canhoy now, where people wanted to build up what they call mixed-use development and that sort of thing. You've seen many of our Gullah people who are from Hoy participating and fighting for their rights in Canhoy over all of this time frame. Well, on October the 16th, 1876, there was a what they call a joint political meeting took place there, and... This is nine miles outside of the city of Charleston. There was 150 Democrats that came by steamboat and met with the folks on the opposite side, all right, and then met at the Brick Church, not Brick Church on St. Helena for y'all St. Helena listeners. They decided that the Republicans and the Democrats, all right, that's who they were and that's who they are now, that they needed to talk about all of this violence that had been going on in places like Hamburg and, you know, folks carrying their personal firearms and all of these kind of things. And they met even in the dilapidated frame. They said the building, this building wasn't even in full effect, so to speak. It wasn't in full use at that time. They met there and... They started to argue, all right, because they did not get along. Now, y'all say, what else? Ain't nothing changed, huh? They didn't get along, these two political parties. So here it is that you had a riot break out because of two political parties meeting at a church. This is what's going on during the Reconstruction period. Don't fool yourself. Thinking that, oh, well, you know, since it was Reconstruction, then everything was fine and everybody got along and everybody started trying to build on land and they worked together and, you know, all of a sudden, you know, the U.S. became what it is today. No, there was more bloodshed, especially that of African people. There was bloodshed throughout the coast of South Carolina. There was bloodshed throughout the South. But in particular, we're focusing on the coast of South Carolina because of the fact that, as I say, Gullah Geechee Nation Appreciation Week is going to primarily be here along the coastal South Carolina region. So just so you understand that as you take your journeys during that week, that there were numerous places, where riots broke out, including King Street. Right downtown Charleston, there was also a riot during Reconstruction on King Street. On September the 6th, 1876, y'all said, wow, that was a hot year. The Democratic Hampton and Tilden colored Club of Charleston held a political rally rally at Archers Hall, which was at the corner of King and George Street. J.R. Jenkins, who was a Gullah Geechee, he supported the gubernatorial ticket headed by General Wade Hampton III, and apparently he denounced the Republicans. So at the adjournment, at the meeting, the Republicans in the audience followed him, and there was a group of white men that was actually following this black man, you know, um, and was supposed to be protecting him. So this other group, white Democrats fired a pistol into the air to try to disperse the crowd. But the gunshots drew more Gullah and other African-Americans who were living in the city of Charleston right in, and then fighting started. So you had black Democrats that were put under the protection of the U.S. Army at that time. And the Army was actually stationed at the Citadel Green. And they let the white Democrats just go about their business. But they had to protect the black ones because that was ultimately what was about to happen, was a lynching, a killing, a murdering, right downtown Charleston. All right? So now here it is that the mob took over at King Street. They fired into a streetcar near Vanderhurst. They started looting stores on King Street and between Warren and Cannon Street. And it went right on, okay, all into the night. And so the Charleston police weren't able to stop anything. People continued to fight. Then people started to join. And so that they both felt that their positions were correct. So they continued to have this battle. Once again, I say to you, these things were not presented in his story when we were in class, when I was going to school. Now, Hunter Chillin' with a Yeti me now? If Hunter to School and Hunter Yeti, but all of this, y'all, please, y'all, make sure for email me. G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com. I would love to hear from any of our young Gullagichis if y'all are learning about any of these things in your classes right now when you go to school. I would love to know if they're teaching you about the Reconstruction period at all. And if they are teaching it, from whose perspective, how is it being presented? I had the great honor of being a reenactor in Reconstruction, the Second Civil War. Many of you who support our programs at the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition in conjunction with the St. Helena Branch Library, you came and you watched part of the film at our black history showing, and we had a dialogue and discussion about it. And many of us were intrigued just by the simple fact of how Gullah Geechies obtained their land during the Civil War and then continued to build on it during the Reconstruction period. So to know that we had leadership in our communities all of this time that were always there to stand for us, with us, and to be willing to help guide us in this process of being able to stand for ourselves and continue to stand on the foundation that those before us had makes all the difference in the world. So I encourage you, if you've never seen the film Reconstruction, the Second Civil War, please watch it. You can find it on YouTube. You can find where we even posted it and mounted it at com with information about that day and what was presented even at our Black History Month programme surrounding it. But it's critical that we start to under and overstand what Reconstruction has truly meant for Gullah Geechis. That's why we're doing this broadcast tonight. That's why Reconstruction Reunion and Revival is our theme this year for our Gullah Geechee Nation International Music and Movement Festival. We are still reconstructing our family and our community after all of these years due to many of these riots that took place that killed some of the brain trust of the Gullah Geechee community that then instilled terror and fear in many people in Savannah and Charleston and Wilmington and Jacksonville, our major cities of the Gullah Geechee Nation, where people would prefer to be called black or African American or even just American without acknowledging that they're Gullah Geechee because they have not yet reconstructed their mind nor their soul. I can tell on this year. If God make on of to be something, you better go on and be there, you yeah. Cause otherwise, when I got one hard roof for home. And so here it is, that when we start talking about the context of the time, let's not think about what Charleston's going to look like when we get there this year. I need you to use your imagination some and think back to what Charleston must have looked like in 1876 much less what all of outside of that peninsula looked like in 1876. Now, many of you know we also commemorate and celebrate the Cumbie River Raid that Mother Moses, Harriet Tubman, led was a strategist that was instrumental and changing the tide of the whole US Civil War in our favor, the Union favor. For we want people because of her strategy and because of her enlistment of Gullige's into the process and getting many of them from along the Cumbee River to make their way to Port Royal Island. To make their way to Camp Shore, Camp Saxton, who eventually became owners of land all throughout Port Royal and Viewford and over and Helladers Island and all the rest kind of place. But here it is that the Convey River Raid happened along a route that if you end up coming in early, like many people are doing for Gullah Geechee Nation Appreciation Week, and you take the Gullah Geechee. The Gulliver Experience Tour of St. Helena Island on the 30th at 10 a.m., and then you end up deciding to travel on your own from St. Helena to Charleston. You have to go to King's Highway. You have to go Highway 17. You are going to cross the Harriet Tubman Bridge, the only one in the world we have here in the Gulliver Nation. You will then see the marker that we dedicated to the Combee River Raid and to Harriet Tubman right there on the left-hand side, that you'll be on the right-hand side if you're going north to Charleston. They'll be on your left at a dock at an area where the boat landing is located more than a dock. It's a boat landing. And so here it is that when you go across this bridge now, look to your left and your right, and you see wild rice growing amidst the marsh because this was all rice plantation area in 17 in 1876 and 1776 and all of that time frame. My ancestors, my Gullah Geechee garden that we have at the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition is where my grandfather grew Carolina Gold Rice, well into the 1900s we're talking about. So now it's very critical that I mention this last, Strike, as they call it, that took place that was right along this area during that year 1876 because it was the Comby Rice Strikes that took place. Now, the Rice Strikes took place on the Comby and the Ashapoo. The Ace Basin is the Ashapoo, the Comby, and the Edisto Rivers. And it started happening in the spring of 1876, went all the way through the summer. And as we needed to fight back for our rights, like with these riots and protecting our own lives and protecting our families, people also struck back by burning down some of the things that were going to bring in the finances to the people fighting against us. So now... Many people who have examined these rice right strikes only look at them in economic terms and not the political aspect of it. That many people can now look at from the other side that it was labor activism. It was those who were not going to tolerate the continued mistreatment, attempts to re-enslave them, and that's why you don't hear of sharecropping being a major part of our story here. We had limited amount of sharecropping which took place on Edisto Island. In fact here in the South Carolina coast, but the rest of the South Carolina coast, we know nothing of this sharecropping, but we know about land-owning, and we know about growing your own food and your own field, and we're yet on that same land now, reconstructing our communities. Well, in 1876, we had ancestors that protested what was an attempt to decrease their wages per task as well as folks figuring they was going to issue them script instead of cash for their work. To this day, Gullah Geeches prefer you give them cash. They don't like checks. And I'm sure it has a lot to do with collective consciousness about script, all right, especially given the situation with the economics now in the world and especially in the United States. So folks ain't trying to take your script for their traditional items for their farmed food for what they harvest out the creek today. They'd rather hunt and give them cash so they could walk away. Now, there was a man named Tony Colger who was a Gullah Geechee person who was working along the company in 1876, and he was the one that started to make this information available to people about the strikes and the elections that year because he ended up protesting, I mean, uh, testifying, before a congressional committee in 1877. He had continued to work after the strikes and commenced and testified that he was beaten severely for not conforming with the work stoppage. And when he asked and mom spoke of politics, he responded, oh, yes, nothing but politics. All right, And so he was cursed at and and called all out his name, an SOB and all of this kind of stuff, beaten with a rawhide whip and all of these kinds of things. These are the kind of things folks suffered for because if you weren't part of the cause, you were part of the problem. So here it is that his testimony along with the history of the strikes that are out there um, has a lot to do with what, the, again, the white Democrats wanted and who organized and acted to affect the outcome of the 1876 elections. They were trying to deconstruct what was being constructed because we had so many people of African descent go to Congress, the Congressional Congress at that time, this uh, Reconstruction Congress, you'll see Viva right of it. There was more black people in Congress then than there are now. And so here it was that they wanted to affect, infect, destroy any possibility that too many people of African descent were going to go to the polls, much less vote in some more blacks because they wanted to have their own folks in there who were going to turn this thing back around and put people back in bondage. Well, I say to you, Reconstruction, Reunion, and Revival is not only going to be an educational opportunity for these stories and more, to be taught to you if you hadn't heard about them before, and for you to actually come on the same ground and pass over the same waterways and through the same waterways that our ancestors' blood flowed during these riots and these battles and these strikes to hold on to their very right to be treated as human beings, to be paid a fair wage for their knowledge that was going into this land yet once again, The blood, the sweat, and the tears that was falling in Sea Island sand was their own, and they had a right to at least be compensated in a proper fashion. So many of them fought. Some of them died. Some didn't get to testify anywhere in front of other folks for Congress, but they got to testify before God that they fought the good fight and that they stood up for their people, and they stood up for their rights, and they stood up together. And that is what the leaders of the Gullah Geechee Nation continue to do, in spite of people who are trying to now reconstruct a new interpretation of what Gullah Geechee ought to be, trying to make people think that they're only part of something that runs through a nation as opposed to getting the understanding that you have an entire nation, trying to make people believe that you don't have a right to your tree of life, that you don't have a right to stand on your human right to self-determination and know that you are a citizen of the Gullah Geechee Nation as a nation like any other in the world, that you have a right to continue to hold on to your culture is what you need to stand up and let them know. That if I don't want crack your teeth, I got to you, want to crack your teeth, I got to and if one of not want make make them fair, we want to have a fight. And so here it is that we want to revive the stories of our people Within the souls of our people, so that they would have the mind think free, so Chillen can be free. So we pray, say, Chillen guide, be right there with me, as we have Gullah Geechee, reconstruction, reunion, and revival. August first, we launch with a VIP group of us gathering at the Denmark, BC monument. We will then. Go to the Charleston RiverDogs Stadium for Gullah Geechee Nation Appreciation Night. Have a good time there. And for many who still want to go further and y'all want to hang out after that, you're welcome to go over to James Island and enjoy reggae music. But Saturday at the Charleston Maritime Center on the Charleston Harbor at One Wharfside Drive, right next door, one condo will separate between the Fort Sumter National Historic Monument and. The Charleston Maritime Center, you can walk along the Charleston Harbor, you can walk along Wallside Drive after parking your car in the Calhoun Street Garage to come to the Charleston Maritime Center for Gullah Geechee Reunion Day. It's open to anyone in the world. You don't have to be a Gullah Geechee to be there at the festival, but that will be a reunion day for all Gullah Geechee families. We will do a roll call. We do want to know if Hunter did from Cumbie. We do want to know if Hunter did from Ken Hoy. We do want to know if Hunter did from Wilmington. We do want to know if Hunter from Port Royal Island, tell Nile, Liz Island. We want you all to be in the house in celebration of how we have survived in spite of the attempt of annihilation during a process called reconstruction. Here it was that people were trying to destroy while you were trying to reconstruct. So we're going to be there celebrating together in Boston, and we will then spend the last day in Myrtle Beach and Georgetown together celebrating we family and who we be, because we be Gullah Geechee anointed people. So, Chilla, make sure you go to www.gullahgeechee.info. If Hunichilla won't go go to gullagichi.info and I hope that Hongua did it for shout with we and you know who this year to be this your queen Quest, head punt. this your body call the gullagichi nation where we are still in the process of our reconstruction and we pray you will be there for the reunion and the revival peace blessings, and strength to you God bless on chillin'. Keep on shouting. Keep on standing. Keep on fighting. Work together, chillin'. Don't you get weary. Bread can't meet. Inisha. promised land. Call. Gullah nation. Sea Island. Sand.